For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. All right, well, joining us now on Running It Straight, he's a fan favourite here in New Zealand. I reckon he hosts one of the uh, one of the best sports shows on television at the moment. It's Maddie Johns. He's a former Premiership winner. He's better than Lego, and he joins the show now. G'day, Maddie. Welcome in, mate. Good on you, Sam. Campy, how are you, lads? Yeah, Mate, we're doing very well now. Hey, just just now that I've mentioned that, the better than Lego quote that that came out after you won that grand final, I'm sure I'm sure it came from a two dozen uh, KB lagers. But why Lego? Oh, uh, were you a massive Lego oh. fan as a kid? Mate, not at all. Like I've mentioned to you both before, I, I'm not the least bit handy. Even when we go to things like Lego, I just. Yeah, I am absolutely not a Lego fan at all. And you said two dozen cans. Well, that's being conservative because, what, yeah, because when it, when it actually resurfaced about uh, two decades later, I had no, I had absolutely no idea what was going on. I had to double check. So, mate, it's a bit, a bit of sticking and paste in there. Is that me? So, um, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was about. I reckon that was that was about three days into a celebration, mm. and so uh, yeah, I was, I was I was a little bit scratchy. <laughs> Better than Lego, I like that one. Hey mate, let's talk Origin Game Three. How good was it? Campy, it's as good as rugby league gets. It, it was. I, I was sitting after the game, and I thought to myself, "Is that the best best game of rugby league I've ever seen?" And it's always you know it's always a big call. There's a, there's a few that stick out for me. One is. Second Test 1990, Australia, Great Britain, at Old Trafford, where Mal Meninga pinches, mm. you know, keeps the series alive by scoring the last second. But there was a beauty, New Zealand versus England at Wembley, the World Cup semi final was a beauty. But, mate, you watch the game and you just you go, how far can they physically keep pushing themselves, the players? Uh, and Queensland, like, just got so much admiration for them. When, when Munster was ruled out, uh, you just knew it was going to play. It just played the best sweet spot, and you just knew they were going to get up for it. And they, they were fantastic. They just keep finding a way. They, uh, they, they say we're like Tommy did. Um, Billy went and knocked on his hotel door and said, "Listen, mate, Munster's definitely out. He's, he's COVID positive, mate. We're going to put you in six. And Dearden started crying and said, "I won't let this state down." And went out there and played a career-defining game. I think there was a few guys in that game. Caelan um, Ponga, I think, was Caelan. You know, my belief was Caelan about a month ago. I said to someone, Caelan's got a decision to make. Is, is he going to be a, a YouTube compilation player where people look and go, wow, look at that. Uh, such skill, what a freakish talent. Or is he going to become a leader? And what you saw the other night in the state of origin, he took a big step up. They needed him. And he delivered. He showed a lot of leadership. So hopefully that spills over onto the Knights. Because, Camby, let's face it, we need it. We need him there. Hundred. We need, mate. I'm, I'm picking our team the, every week, mate, and getting let down. Um, mate, you're dead right. Every time he carried the ball, Caleb, you, you, you just knew eventually he was going to get through when he scored that try to, to nail it for them. I just want to ask you the question, Matty, because it's a, it's on everyone's lips here, and I've been saying it for years. What happens? Um, with eligibility with State of Origin into the Australian team, where do you sit on that that um, position at the moment? Kempi, 
my my thing is this, right? I just in Australia we're very uh, we're very state of origin centric, and it should not be the pinnacle of the game. But right? it might be. You know, what, what we saw what we saw the other night was absolutely incredible. But I want to see that constantly international level. And so, you know, I don't want I don't want young New Zealand kids going. You know what? One day I want to play state of origin or find myself eligible. I want them going. I want to play for New Zealand. I want to play for you know this kid is Samoa. I want to play for Samoa. I want to play for Tonga, and reestablish international rugby league. We had a great opportunity. Like the Tonga situation is perfect, Campy and Sam, because here we had this emerging power, right? And it was just some of the greatest scenes, and continues to be test at, at test matches. We saw it just recently with the New Zealand Test. Yet, what have we done with it? What has the game done with it? We we haven't built upon it, haven't you know, haven't taken that initiative and said, right, what can we do with this? And it's the same thing with Samoa Kempi, which we've spoken about before. Is that you've got all these great young Samoan players, but we're trying to push them to state of origin. Now, I know, I know the ambition is there to play state of origin. I, I get that. Don't want to take that away. But first and foremost, I always think about international rugby league. And if and if state of origin is continues to be the pinnacle of the sport, then the game's not going to grow. It's as simple as that. Uh, I I applaud you know, um, Victor Radley for saying, "Now nah, I my, my dad's English. Um, I, I'm go, I'm going to go that way, and I'm going to forgo state of origin going in the future because I want I want to play for England. I like that. At the moment, we've got a situation with." Um, Tonga and um, and Samoa, they're tier two nations, so they can, they they can do both. The, the test is going to come that if we do the job, I hope we do, where those nations become tier one nations, and then players like Brian To'o and uh, Jerome Luai, you know, those players into the future, the next generation of those guys, have got a decision to make. And I'll be honest with you, I hope they pick Samoa and Tonga. Here, here. Regardless of what it do, might do for, for New South Wales, international rugby league needs to reestablish itself as the pinnacle of the sport. And that's right, mate. And the reason why, and the reason why we have the situation is because they're useless, mate. The international body is absolutely yep. well behind the eight ball. Yeah, no idea yeah. what to do. So you see, can be like if we want to do something for state of origin football to help international football. I've said this for a while. This year in particular. We should be playing a fourth state of origin game in England before the World Cup. We should take state of origin, fourth game to England, play it a week before the World Cup, and then we pick an Australian side from there. Play to Wembley and Old Trafford. And, and that, because, you know, the English game in this part of the world, you know, rugby leagues, you know, it's, it's getting, doing great. It's got a lot of exposure. Uh, so there's a lot more we can do with it uh, d- domestically. But, in England, my God, it's you know it's really struggling. It's at the mercy of European rugby, which is you know vastly different to what it is in Australia. And so they need a help. They need a hand. And I, I think we should be playing, taking a game, fourth, fourth game there, and make it a different concept. Make it you know state of origin, winner take all. All the sides get, all the players go over. Uh, whoever wins gets. 40 grand cash and the losing team, none of the players get anything. If they don't want to go, you know, then don't hop on the plane. But, um, 
That's yeah, a, I think it'd be big. Yeah, it's a big enough incentive. May on the run home. Who have you got winning the comp? There's been uh, there's been a bit of a bit of a ball ball oh. over with Melbourne losing the last three. I know you. Oh. I know they're close to your heart. Well, I tell you, Campy, it's it's been um, you guys know over there that the two sides that really set the standards as far as sports and the rugby codes have been the Melbourne Storm and the All Blacks, mm. and everyone's been over here blown away by Andy Farrell's Island, you know, pinching that series. I can only imagine what it's what's happened over there. Melbourne Storm, the same thing. This is the worst I've seen Melbourne Storm defend in the Craig Bellamy era. Um, and on top of that, they lost Pappenhausen on the weekend. He shattered his kneecap, so he's gone for the year. Look at the moment, um, Sam Kempe, in my opinion, the only side that can beat Penrith are Penrith themselves. Mm. You know, a big spate of injuries, an off-field implosion. Uh, they've got the situation now, a luxury where you know, they're going to they're going to make the they're going to be minor premiers in a canter, which gives Ivan the ability to rest players here and there. He did it last weekend, rested all his Origin players, and I just think they're you know, as I said, the, the only thing I can see is injuries, which pull them back to the field a little bit, and on top of that, a team coming flying home like a South Sydney who's got this X Factor superstar. Latrell Mitchell, who um, in the last two weeks has just been unbelievable, Latrell. But uh, I'd, I'd be I'd be shocked if Penrith don't win. What about the what about the bottom, Matty? And, and just be careful what you say here, because Warriors fans are a little bit nervous. Um, they got a pretty tough uh, run um, into the into the final few matches, and I, I'm looking at it thinking maybe the Bulldogs and the Titans might be the only two wins that even the Bulldogs yeah. would, be, would be a hard one to win. But but who are you sort of picking to to finish in that 16th spot? Well, for me, it's more than, sens- more than sensitivity for the Warriors. It's, like, it's our night, so I look at our run home. And it's either going to be a blessing or a curse because we've got actually sides like the Titans and the Tigers. And, you know, when they're playing those sides, if they start knocking you over, then they start pitching points. Mm. So we're, we're no certs uh, of avoiding that bottom couple. Um, but, oh, man, um, Tigers, um, our Bulldogs have had a little bit of a spike. They're playing better football now. Yeah, it's it's pretty miserable down there. I mean, it always is, but at the moment, you know, there are, there are some sides that are sitting toward the bottom that I'm looking going, right, how do they get out of it in the next few seasons? Uh, rosters are that tight. There's not a lot of player movement. On top of that, we've got the Dolphins coming into the competition, which are going to pinch players. Yeah, it's pretty tough. On the Warriors side of things, like, there's a couple of things they can do is, you know, they can continue to do just what they're doing the remainder of the season or they can actually go, you know what, we're not going to play finals football. Let's try to re-establish a style. Like, I, I think when the Warriors have always done their best is they've had some stars, yeah, I get all that. But what they've had, they've, they've had their own unique style of football. And this is one of the things that um, I suppose annoys me about the bottom teams is all they're doing is trying to play a watered down version of what the top teams are doing. Yeah, and you can't you can't beat another but those top sides by just playing their style. They just as far as what you're trying to do an attack, they just recognise it coming from a mile away. Mm. Sides that come out of nowhere and pinch a title, they they just play differently. We've seen that with we saw it with the Tigers in 2005, where Benji and those guys just emerged and started playing. 
in a defensive era, started pl- playing sideline to sideline and throwing the ball around and made pins to comp. Penrith won the comp in 2003. Um, they just started playing a completely different style of football. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that was, if, if, you know, if I was in charge of the Warriors, that's what I'd be doing. I'd be saying, right, now, let, let's, let's go back to the drawing board, blank piece of paper. How do we want to play in the remainder of this season and build for next year? Mm. All right, mate. A lot of our listeners will be nodding along with you there, Matty. Um, mate, what did you make of the uh, of the Joey Manu um, try assist, the delayed onset of cramp? Is that, uh, is that fair play in your mind or a little bit cheeky? Oh, it's a little bit cheeky, but I quite like it, actually. <laughs> it's, 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 it's the old thing, isn't it? You just, if you're in defence, it doesn't matter. You just play till you hear the whistle. That's it. And uh, I remember years ago... Again, it was Dale Shearer. He was playing for the Roosters like Joey. And there was a game where Dale Shearer got the ball and actually fell on the ground motionless. Everyone sort of then got up and ran and made a break, which was another level again. Joey Manu on the other side, mate. Like, um, it's been, you know, Trent Robinson watched that test match he played against Tonga and just... Joey was unbelievable at fullback that day. And that has trans him going into six into the middle field has transformed the Roosters because the Roosters all this season have been playing two sideways. You know, halves have just been skimming across the, the surface of the defence. There's no penetration. But suddenly Manu goes into six and he and Tedesco are operating in tandem going through the middle and it's just it's destroying opposition defences. Uh the tricky thing's gonna be looking Luke Keery comes back into the side this week. Mm. So it's going to be, they have to recalibrate again and ensure that even though Luke's coming back into the side, that that was the impact of Joey, which is going to be a little a little difficult. I don't know how they're going to get him, him into the midfield, but again, how they do that could define their back end of the season. Mate, just before we let you go, mate, we know you need to go and uh, milk the cows. But uh, just before we let you and go, the goats. Uh, and the goats, <laughs> one thing I wanted to wanted to ask you just to finish. Um, you know, look, a lot of a lot of footy players following their career try and try and you know carve away into media, and uh, and some aren't successful, some do very well. You, you're someone, and I mentioned at the start that you know that the the Matty John show is probably one of the best sports shows on TV, and Kiwis over here absolutely love it. What? What do you reckon's been the secret for you? Like, what's been your philosophy transitioning from league to media that that sort of allowed you to be successful and for that show to flourish? Well, Sam, I wasn't. Although you know, although I won a grand final and you know, played a state of origin and test match, a few of those, I wasn't a natural player. Like for me, Joey, in cricket terms, Joey was a mark for everything. Was just really easy and natural, and. Whereas me, I was a Steve or I had to graft and I had to sort of work out every aspect of the game. And as a, as a result, too, Sam, what, what happened was, it was because, you know, me, when I was growing up, I was sort of, there was no signs at all that I was going to be a, a professional rugby league player. So, mate, I, I had to be head down ass up at school. Otherwise, mate, you know, I, I looked like I was going to hold a stop go sign, council. And so that's, I, th- I think what's really, yeah, yeah, which I did for a stint, by the way. But, um, <laughs> but so I reckon, like these young blokes, you know, and young women in New Zealand that are playing professional sport, or they got ambition to. One thing you can't neglect is your education. That that's that that's really important. You just can't dedicate your whole life to a sport mm. because it does, it just doesn't doesn't make you well round well rounded. It, 
You know, it just it puts you in that in that professional sport box, and then when it's over, you see a lot of times. Unfortunately, for a lot of the leaguey boys, I reckon the same with the union guys. They finish and they go, "Well, what now?" And so I didn't I didn't necessarily prepare for life after football, but it was life before football that set me up after. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, that's nice, Matty. Hey, mate, thanks a lot for joining us uh, on Running It Straight this afternoon. It's been great to talk to you and just listen to your conversation and around many things rugby league. Mate, I look forward to talking to you again. Go well. And, uh, yeah, just make sure you keep plugging that international game, mate, because I think the eligibility um, issue won't go away until we get that part right. Thanks for joining us. Campy, Sam, always a pleasure, boys. I'll get back to the guys. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um... Occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.